Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are talking about periods and performance. Yeah, so the menstrual cycle is something that's actually quite swept under the rug in the fitness mm-hmm. industry, which is a shame because every female goes through it every month. But especially, I guess, from Danny and myself in competing, it's something that really is not spoken about. No, not at all. And the more public we've become with our lives and all of that, we've both become very comfortable in sharing our personal experiences. Yeah. Like, probably a bit TMI, but who cares? <laughs> Someone's going to lead by example because I know. we're all a lot of us go through this yeah in the past i guess boys would be like ooh, mm. and even ew. girls feel embarrassed yeah. but it's a part of life and not only that it's really good data on what's actually happening mm. within our body yeah it's nice to know like you know you ate the tub of ice cream cool that's why mm. so you know <laughs> we have cravings and um you know increased libido and dropped off energy and all these things that happen and it's not for no reason so it's really nice to be able to track that data and be like oh this is happening and this is why yeah and maybe this is something that I can do to help with that yeah so this is a huge topic but today we're just going to keep things simple personal have a bit of a laugh along the way but also give you takeaway points that relate your cycle to your training yes exactly because that's all what we love doing right Mm. we all love training in the gym and there are certain times around our period that are more optimal or where we have more strength than other phases yeah that's right so both Sherelle and I have been on a mission to really regulate our cycle after coming off uh, contraception. So I was on the pill for God knows how long, years and years, and you were on the Implanon? Yeah, yeah, Implanon. Yeah, so then we sort of decided to go natural and then for our own personal reasons and then really from there our body has to re-regulate and that can take months. For me, it took over a year to get my cycle back to the point where I was doing my head in and then I started to become a bit worried and Mm. thinking, of course, we sort of jump on Dr. Google and all that and... (laughs) I was thinking I'm having some underlying things, which is super common. Yeah. So it had to be explored. And it is important to question that, right? I yeah. I you went down the Chinese medicine sort of um, pathway, didn't you? Yeah. I started taking real a lifestyle intervention. Mm. So after my October show, I'm like, right, if I don't get my period back, I'm actually not going to do another show. Yeah. Because for me personally, I didn't want to jeopardize that just to get lean and to get on stage, which... Yeah. We do. A lot of us do. Yeah. Particularly around that last four-week mark when you're super lean, the last thing your body will want to do is reproduce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for girls, we need like, you know, um, a minimum like 18% body fat roughly mm. to reproduce or to get our period. Some girls will get it regardless. Yeah. Um, others, you know, any sort of word of a calorie deficit, they'll lose their period. So we're yep. all individualized. But yeah, there is no way sort of when you get that lean, um, especially, you know, getting into the fitness and the figure categories. Yeah. Girls aren't supposed to be that lean. And it's really hard to get your period and menstruate normally when you are at that body fat level. And training. Like yep. when you're training with that much intensity and eating like no food, yep. there's no way that your body wants to hold a pregnancy. No, and we need to conserve energy. So we lose uh, nutrients from our hair, skin, nails, reproductive system, immune system, and all of that when we do get lean. So it was a kind of cool mission to come out 
on the post comp journey to all right cool let's just really make sure everything's regular and functioning well Mm. Um, and then it ended up coming back after a lifestyle intervention of slowing down the training a little bit uh, eating more food particularly fats because that's what builds the hormones and then yeah some Chinese medicine acupuncture type natural remedies but Mm. really it was just a case of slowing down yeah Mm. it always comes down to increasing energy in terms of food and like you know decreasing stress on every level in your life um for my own personal i guess story is like i had the implant on which is the rod for those of you might know it as that um and i had that for years so like Mm. four five six years and i was one of i guess what i used to call myself one of the lucky ones that didn't get my period on the rod because i sort of was like sweet yeah like sweet i don't have this thing that happens every month which is yeah. annoying you know i have to pay for another pad or tampon for a while yeah i can go to the beach every day and not exactly. have to worry about you know yeah. so it's like this whole side of like this this issue you know because the periods it's an issue inconvenience this inconvenience i just yeah. didn't have to worry about but then obviously like becoming more educated on the topic and like becoming a midwife myself yeah and learning about all these things i was like hmm Hello, like yep. anyone there wondering like what was going on with my own cycle. And, you know, you guys know I like to collect a lot of data mm. and it was sort of like this one side I wasn't addressing. And yeah. that sort of bothered me for a while. I was like, okay, I've got this thing in my arm that's releasing this hormone and that's cool. Like it's obviously working well because I'm not pregnant, but I want to yeah. know what's happening, you know, physiologically and with yeah. my training and how can I tick all the boxes. Um, and that's when I made, I guess, the option or I made the decision to remove it and yeah. be like, well, I want to get my normal cycle back and work with it instead of against it. So that's what yeah. I've done the last sort of six months. Um, and yeah, it's been really interesting to, you know, notice those changes in my training, my performance, my energy, yeah, my libido. Like, looky, baby. Oh, he's really going to kill me. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting. And I think yep. on my story a while ago, remember how I posted about those hot flushes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I was going through menopause. Well, yeah. I probably very much was. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's been really interesting to um, track it and like just go along with the ride. Do you yeah. track yours at all? I use the app Clue. Yeah. Yeah, but because I've had one period since coming off, which was just over a month ago now. I'm waiting for the other one to come. I know it's going to come. Come on, girlfriend. Come on. But it's been really such a beautiful experience to really just pay attention to my body more Mm. and, like, listen out for those feelings in my ovaries and stuff. Mm. And, like, it's been – I feel like I've been in touch with myself again because often I get lost amongst my goal and what I'm chasing Mm. and all of that. But then it's been really grounding to pay attention to to the body. Um, So back to your question, I use an app called Clue. um, But I haven't really filled it out as diligently as you. I love the level of detail you put into your apps. (laughs) And when you make the stories and then like write about what each one is, Mm. it's really cool. Yeah, like I use Clue myself. Yeah. It's definitely the most simplest basic one out there in terms of like usability Mm. you can just go on there and just punch what you need in because you know when you think about putting data in like your your period track or whatever you know 
you're on the tram or the train or you're like walking down the street, you're at the supermarket, you're not sitting down and being like, I'm going to fill out my period logger today. Yeah. It's always when you're on the run. So you need it to be quick and efficient. And that's what yeah. I found with the clue one. It was just really simple to put in and it gives you lots of prompts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been using that for the last sort of three to six months. I think I got mine out. Do you know, I got my implant on out six weeks before I competed. and um, That's right. Because I remember talking to you on the phone and saying, oh, you keep it in for comp. And then you're like, nah. I'm like, oh, she's Fuck awesome. She's I was like, to the you know, and I was like, you know, this probably isn't the smartest decision getting it out now because, you know, I was like, you just want the least amount of um, flaws that you can coming into a prep. Or yeah, into variables. No variables. Yeah, va- variables. Yeah. So, yeah, let's remove this contraceptive device that you've Massive. had in like four years and really throw all your hormones out. Yeah. Um, but I just, I was like, nah, nah, I want it out. I want it out. And yeah. I even went to the GP and they talked me out of it. And I went out there. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, leave it in. And then I was like, most bastards. They talked talk, you out talk of it. Talked me out of it. What do you mean? Yeah, he was just like, you know, why do you want it out? He's like, are you trying to get pregnant? I'm like, no. Hell no. No. And he just talked me out of it. So yeah. even even me, guys, like even me. And then I literally went home and Luke was like, did you get it out? And I'm like, no. Nah. He's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so anyways, went back. I was like, yep, get it out. Got mm, it out. Mm. Um, which was not fun either. No. Oh, I've heard. Because it's in your bicep, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it always. Fuck. And I have one of those, you know, I've always rejected belly button rings and stuff like that. My oh, body's no. really good at just, you know, being a bitch. Yeah. So these <laughs> rods always grow in to me. Oh, <laughs> it's so yuck. gross. I'm really sorry if anyone's got one of these and they're like, oh, I've got to get my first one out. Um, oh. Hopefully, I, you know, well, not many people have a bad experience like me getting them out. I've seen a lot of them get them out. But I've got, you can see the little s- scar there. I I remember seeing you do a bicep flex once and you could see the rod. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's yeah. that? It didn't sound to me. <laughs> What's that big vein? Yeah, I'd be like, what the hell's that? Yeah. Why don't I have one? Where's yeah. mine? I don't train hard enough. I hope everyone knows what they are because they're probably going to be like, what are they talking about? This rod in your arm. But yeah, basically I got that out and it took about three months for my yep. Two to three months for my first period to come. And it was weird because I hadn't felt those cramps or anything in mm. a long time. And I was like, what is this? I'm dying. Yeah, you've been <laughs> copying it where mine's been okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been getting really bad periods. But um, something I've been doing a lot, which I found really helpful, is um, magnesium, which is what we always yep. speak about, the cramps. I mean, I don't don't notice um, much of an improvement in terms of my training, to be honest, mm. but around my period, game changer. Yeah, yeah. Do you take it when you're about to have your period? Or, yeah. yeah. So like five days before my period, I'll sort of the week before, um, I'll start taking magnesium, like just 400 milligrams, 500, whatever your sort of dosage is that you take. Um, and yeah, it just helps with the spasms and the cramping and the prostaglandin that gets released around your period. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So for those who are on contraceptive pills, that's totally fine. This isn't an episode to try and get you off it, but both Sherelle and I thought it will be time time to be natural. Yeah, just you know, see just what's going not, on. But there are so many reasons to be on it. Again, you got to work that out for you. Yeah, and this that's is not totally the place fine. that we're even going to talk about. We're it. not even going to go into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in terms of training, it's pretty simple. There are two phases of our cycle from day one all the way to on average day 28. Some are a bit longer, some less. And then your training actually changes or mm. your training capability. Mm. So from the first phase, the follicular phase. 
Follicular games. I know. Yeah. So what's follicular <laughs> games? What are you talking about there? What does that mean? Uh, so follicular phase um, is basically the first two weeks of your cycle. So day one being the first day that you bleed. Yeah. For the next two weeks, you can push hard. Push so hard. So this is when it's time to, you know, you've got lots of strength, you've got lots of power in the gym. And, you know, since I've been tracking, I really have noticed a big difference in that. You know, mm. um, after that first week of my period, especially sort of that week two, yeah. um, I, I know to push hard yeah because it's all downhill from ovulation yeah so that's when you want to be going for your real low rep high weight lifts like maximize the strength that you've got yeah do you notice a bit of a difference in that yeah definitely so um because for a while I wasn't bleeding, but I was still ovulating. Mm. So I knew when my cycle was. You just notice it from like you get the little twinges, you feel different, you know, because uh, that comes straight after that follicular phase. So mm. your hormones, they're low in the follicular phase and then they increase for ovulation because that's when your body wants to have a baby. Yep. Higher sex drive, you're hungrier, you're, you've got that strength. Mm. So yeah. Testosterone. Yeah, that's right. The testosterone's higher. Uh, so I would notice that I could push mm. like, and not feel sore in my body yeah. or achy. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, a couple of days before my last period, I was training with um, my training partner and at the bottom of the pendulum squat, I literally just gassed out after three mm. reps that I'd normally get eight to 10 in. It was Jeez. so weird. Really hurt the I ego. sat there at the bottom of it and I was like, what the, you know, and even like he me? was like, little bitch this week (laughs) i was like i am i don't know what's going on Mm. anyways and then the next day i had the worst cramps and i just had a a bad period you know you have a bad period you're like oh that was not a good period but yeah i was like (laughs) wow that was the first time i've i've actually had a real noticeable drop in my strength yeah my period like you know, I've always been a little bit in tune with it, but that was the first time that I'd had a real big drop that it confused me. Yeah, that I was like, interesting. Ah. And then this week, like I'm week two now of my cycle. So I'm oh, still getting strong. I am so strong this week. Yeah, good. So strong. So it makes you wonder, like, you know, in terms of like progressive overload, in terms of incremental slow increases, it makes it a bit confusing around programming of when you should be pushing, when you should be deloading, tapering, recovery. So, you know, it makes it seem complex, but... I guess we want to chat about how it shouldn't be. You know, Mm. how you've just got two weeks to go hard, two weeks to just chill out. Two weeks to go hard, two weeks to chill out. And, you know, over the months as they go, you can still get progressive overload. It just means that, you know, no, your period's not an excuse, but it's a consideration. And you shouldn't feel guilty or anything if you do sort of want to deload around that time. And I know after experiencing that bottom amount of the pendulum, Mm. I'll definitely be be like more in tune with it and really engaging in my clue tracker and everything. Yeah. So straight up. So as we've mentioned, two weeks of pushing hard, then we hit ovulation and then we got to relax because that's when your body thinks that, okay, well, I'm fertile now or fertile the whole time, but I'm going to prepare for a baby. Mm. The last thing it's going to want to do is waste all its energy on other things. It wants to make the baby. So that's why you've got to really listen to your body, but differentiate between am I being lazy Mm. or do I actually need to rest? Don't use it as an excuse. But 
you know, if things happen, it, there's a, there's a, usually a reason why. It's cool to understand why. Yeah. You know, and the main event being ovulation, you know, when testosterone really jumps up, hormones jump up, you know, you're at your peak, your body's priming you for pregnancy. It wants you to go out and get on the proud girlfriend. That's it. So, like, push hard in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Use that energy and then know that you can taper down and deload. Isn't it like overcompensation or something? You know, that's mm. almost like the way that we should be thinking about the cycle. Yeah, exactly. And in the two weeks, where we slow down it's a really well not only is there a higher risk to actually get injured Mm. because your ligaments are lax and things like that but just reframe it it's a time to do your higher reps which mean practicing skill and perfecting movements you can still get gains and result in the gym by pushing Mm. but you just don't have to go for your one rm Mm. in that two weeks yeah no definitely so much you can still do yeah just know when you should be pushing and when you should should be deloading as well as you know we all sort of reach for that ice cream container and the chocolate and the cravings and it's good to understand why um Mm. around ovulation our core body temperature can increase which can also increase our metabolism by up to 10 percent. so if you maintain body weight on say 2000 calories that's an extra 200 calories 10 percent that your body's burning that's pretty significant yeah that's right and it really comes down to your goals and your priorities because if i was prepping for a show yes shirelle and i do it in a really healthy way because we're all about health beforehand but well if I compromise my period for one mm. month like mm. to get on stage that's the choice that I made at that time mm. whereas now coming out of it where getting it regular and all of that has been a priority I will eat a little bit extra mm. if I feel hungry because mm. the consequences aren't as big if I do you know whether that is a mixture of me in my own head saying well you know it's that time in my cycle I can do it or just listening to the body it doesn't matter. Mm. Like I'm going to eat more yeah. if I need to. Yeah, and rest, 100%. Sleep more, rest more. Yeah. Mm. And that's something else, I guess, um, you know, if you haven't listened to last week's episode or the week before on sleep, mm-hmm. um, that was a really good one. And that's something that I, instead of shifting into the, the, you know, the luteal phase and thinking I have to slow down, I sort of think now I have to recover. So I do put more energy into my sleep and making sure I'm taking some magnesium and, yeah. you know, just giving back to the body, not necessarily like dropping down training. You still can train hard. Yes. Um, don't, don't tell yourself that you can't. No. It's just about, okay, maybe my body's not going to be able to recover as well. Yep. So I just need to put more energy into that. Yep. Because we're all about giving you guys tips for the long term as well. Mm. Because there's no point getting your dream physique but then compromising everything else in Mm. life. And we've really had to go through that. And we're always here talking about our lessons. And at the start of our journey, it was more about the physique and less about everything else. But I think as we're growing, maturing, as we've reached milestones and won trophies, Mm. we are really getting a big picture of life and what's actually important. Mm. So you can't always be on Mm. like, you know, yin and yang, what goes up must come down. You've got dark, you've got daytime. It just, that's the natural cycle of life. Yeah. I'm getting all mystical now. That was beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, what's cool is, you know, I think with social media and Instagram as well, like a lot of girls, especially bikini competitors are coming out and being like, yeah, like, you know, I haven't had my period in 12 months. Um, I haven't, you know, I've I've got to put on 10 kilos. Like I've had to put on 10 kilos to get my period back. This is what I've had to do. Yeah. And I think that's really empowering because, you know, it's obviously a bigger problem than what 
um, what we know because mm. not enough people talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, we encourage everyone just to talk about it. Doesn't No one should be embarrassed of their situation regardless of what it is. Yeah. Whether you bleed all the way through your dieting phases to stage or whether you don't. And I think a lot of girls feel embarrassed when they don't. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's because it's just so poorly delivered in school. Oh. Sex ed oh. was just writing words for the body parts on a blackboard yep. and putting condoms on bananas. <laughs> That's literally what sex ed was. And it's like, what am I learning? I know. Not even, that I wanted to learn that at that age. I know. Even like, bless, like Luke's had to teach sex ed in school I was helping him one time and he's a PE teacher I just I don't understand I don't know like it's it's obviously like you know you got to educate your children on sex ed and we all got that awkward book didn't we oh the books did you get no what book I had a Um, video oh god (laughs) video you got I don't know you know puberty books and it was oh yeah awkwardly delivered yeah I remember I remember when I got my first period and I was like holy shit what is this? Yeah, it's not. Oh, actually, I was going to say it's not celebrated, but bless mum. I remember she gave me a big hug and said, congratulations. Oh, and that's so Yeah, nice. it was actually freaking cute. But she was at work. So first I got it when dad was home. Oh, no. He didn't bloody know what to do. He's like, <laughs> oh, my God, when's Paula coming back from work? And obviously they spoke about it because I was frazzled because I'm here bleeding. Dad's there all awkward like fuck. Then mum comes back and I think she overdid the congratulations oh, to make yeah. me feel better. Yeah. But I feel like it should be celebrated. Yeah. yeah. I just had a fly. I've totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Even when you get your period back, regardless, you know, it's this, yeah. it's this amazing thing that our body can do. And when you learn about the physiology of like your period and all these changes that we go through, it's freaking huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Celebrate it. Speak about it. Let's have period parties. Yeah, period parties. That's <laughs> it. You can uh, organise that one. But uh, yeah, and look, it, we do understand it is unfortunate that some of our listeners may not have it due to medical reasons. Mm. And, you know, that's everyone's at a different stage in their life that they have to deal with things. But I think the underlying theme is like just try and strive for optimal health and just yeah. be okay with talking about these things. Yeah. And something I struggle with as well is I get a lot of questions, I guess, about, um, you know, reproduction, periods, pregnancies, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you would. And it's just so complex. You know, Mm. it's really hard because I feel it doesn't matter how much authority you have in any area or how much knowledge, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And that's why, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss giving out advice. It's sort of like when you're young and stupid and you sort of give out all this stuff and you just talk and it's sort of like, you know, I'm very careful about about any advice I give out, especially via social media, um, because I don't know what people no. go through. And neither, you know, you've got to know that asking questions. It's like you need proper, um, you know, professionals in your life that can guide you if you're having any issues. Yeah, because sickness and health and, and systems, it's a lifestyle yeah. intervention. There's not just one thing that will fix everything. Mm. It's all the series that, of events that have ever occurred up until that day for mm. your whole life. Mm. So no magic pill is going to fix it or, you know, even coming off the pill, I thought, oh, it'll come back straight away. Now I had to do everything else as well. Yeah. And that's another thing is like people come off contraception and they think instantly like, I'm going to fall pregnant. Like Mm. a lot of people when they start trying, you know, and that wasn't something I realized until I became a midwife is like, 
Getting pregnant's actually quite hard. Like mm. you got to you're only fertile for a certain period of month. You know, it's not just like put it in and you're pregnant and yeah. there's a baby. There's a lot yeah. more to it, and that's the same with everything: contraception, your periods. You know, it's it's not just this simple thing. It's actually quite a big process, and it's important yeah. to understand your own circumstances as well, and just forever learn and be your own science experiment yeah and track your period yeah so easy or even yeah your ovulation yeah yeah or if you just notice anything Mm. track it whether Mm. it be cravings whether it be like mood swings Mm. anything like that just track it if you track your calories track your period yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's so easy and then like and then you just might not need to it's like intuitive eating you learn about it and you're like yeah cool i'm ovulating right now yeah it's not like a question because then sometimes you get a stabbing pain you're like "Hmm, i'm day three i shouldn't be you know what's going on but i just think apps make things so much easier to integrate into training and everything like that yeah for sure (laughs) so yeah as we mentioned this is a massive topic and there's so much but we just wanted something short sharp and simple Mm. how's that try to say that part short sharp simple oh nailed it (laughs) so good um that will relate into your training so i suppose the the take-home messages just listen to your body you're gonna feel strong at the start of your cycle Mm. before you ovulate after ovulation taper it down if you need to Mm. listen to your body Mm. higher reps practice skills and then uh, once you bleed, then it starts again. Yeah. And then, you know, um, approaching your cycle when you're about to get your period, like Danny said, really slowing down, focusing on mobility, getting some more sleep, recovery, yeah. magnesium if you get significant cramps like me really helps. But yeah, as well as Clue, I guess we spoke about, which is the period app that both Danny and I use has been yeah. really useful for tracking our own cycles. Yeah, that's right. And then if you are feeling that you need further guidance or look, Try a few GPs. The advice that they give out, oh, not always, but there are lots of specialists out there. Yes. So we're actually, yeah, we're going to talk to a fertility specialist once lockdown's over mm. and we, we sort that all out. Mm. So we will be going into more depth with this but we just wanted to touch on this topic today so thanks again guys for tuning in if you did get anything from this episode please do take a screenshot put it up on instagram story tag myself tag danielle tag the level up podcast